Hey friends, welcome back to the Gentle and Lowly podcast. I'm Addie, your host, and today we are going to be talking about the gentle love of Jesus. Now, if you're new here, this podcast is where we talk about the gentle love of Jesus. And even though we talk about that each week, we have conversations about how we're living that, how we're trying to carry Jesus's love in the way that it is gentle as he wants a relationship with us, right? As we're being sent out to the world, we're having those conversations. But today, it's a little bit of a different kind of episode where we're actually celebrating one year as a small business. And I believe as a ministry, like I know I've mentioned before in the podcast, that I started Gentle Lowly Co. as a ministry to share the gospel. And we'll get into that. But first, I just I just wanted to welcome you. And you might be confused by the topic. And like I said, we'll unpack it. Don't worry. It's going to be kind of a different episode, but I'm really excited. And really my heart in this episode is just like taking you along for the journey and really kind of pulling behind the curtain a little bit. And really it's like, hey, what's ahead for this next year? and celebrating and even like the history of Gentle and Lowly if you're new here. So just welcome, friend. I'm I'm really glad you're here and I'm really thankful that you're you're, you're here, you're pulling up a chair to the table. And yeah. So the first thing that we do in the podcast is we have our happies and crappies. And I'll start with the happies. Uh, the crappies are a little bit harder this week. Just we'll get into that as well. Yeah, we'll we'll unpack a little bit of that just because they're they're heavy. But the happies, it, it's just kind of interesting of like the weather here in Indiana. Indiana sometimes just like can't make up its mind between the weather of like if it's winter, if it's spring, you know, like when, whatever it is. And right now it is fall, but like even just this past week, it's felt colder than usual, and I'm like I have to get my puffy jacket out sooner because I'm actually cold, like 45 degrees. And you might not think that's cold, like it isn't, no, because it gets like, you know, it it gets colder than that here. But for fall, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm ready for sweatshirt weather, not like sweatshirt bundled up all the layers weather. But all that to say, I have been wearing the here I am send me sweatshirt like so much. I, I, I really seriously lived in it. Like, I wear it and then I'm like, yeah, it's going to be the comfy sweatshirt I go to bed in. And then the next day I put on the other sweatshirt (laughs) in this collection, the Gentle and Lowly Co. badge one. And so that's kind of even like, even that sweatshirt, it's like a good reminder of like, hey, this is why this company exists, this ministry, and like this is what we're doing, like what we're called to do as disciples you know, as followers of, of, as followers of Jesus. And it's like, it's one thing to say, it's a totally another thing to live it out. And so that's just like where I'm like, yeah, I need that reminder too. But seriously, like, it's kind of funny how, even though it's gone colder earlier than maybe I wanted it to, I'm still like, I I love the fall. Don't get me wrong. Like I was, I'm actually like on top of it with like pumpkins and and everything like decorating my house in that sense, not so much of the inside. Like I have a pumpkin on my desk, which is awesome here at home and one more in the kitchen, but that's kind of the extent that it goes to. But I have been enjoying like the coziness 
the warmth and just like being home and being grateful for that. However, I love Christmas. And in Indiana with the winter, like the beautiful snow and just the quietness and the peacefulness of that, like I'm really looking forward to Christmas. And I just love like the anticipation of Christmas and like all the activities we get to do. Like my mom and I, we like love snickerdoodle hot chocolate. It's like a little bit of snickerdoodle hot chocolate and like maybe one pump of espresso. So like a little bit of, you know, coffee flavor in there. And oh my gosh, just all the Christmassy things. I'm here for it, but I'm also here for Thanksgiving. Don't get me wrong, but just kind of funny. Usually I don't get like, I, I get excited about Christmas, but like not so excited so early. I guess I don't allow myself to get this excited usually, which is just weird, but it's, I'm, I'm here for it, like I said. And I guess the other thing, I was thinking back to the week and another one of my happies is I just got to catch up with my friend. Mia, I know I mentioned her before in the podcast and she's one of my close friends and we just had, we just got to have a really good long phone call of catching up. And so, hey, if you just need that reminder to be intentional with a friend who lives out of state, there you go. <laughs> because Mia called me and it absolutely made my day. It was hands down just so good and really refreshing just to, just to have a friend, you know, and just to catch up and you know, you're doing what God called you to do, just different states, you know, states apart, but we're still doing what we're, what we're supposed to do. And so it's just really encouraging and just, it's just fun. You know, friendship is great. So those are the happy things, the crappy. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it goes without saying, but I mean, it, it just breaks my heart just to see the news this past Saturday of like what is happening over in the Middle East and in Israel and you guys know I, I got the privilege to go there earlier this year in April and oh my goodness like I fell in love with that place and to have been there and to know like to know the land I mean I don't know it that well but to to know the people, to experience the culture there, all of those things, like, I just, I don't take it for granted, and, it, and it's such a special place that the Lord has. I mean, he, he sent Jesus, his son, to go and live there. To, that's where he lived, you know, and his ministry happened, and there's just so much history, you know, of the Bible there, and it, it breaks my heart of just, like, of just so much evil that's just happening and any life lost. They're made in the image of God. And so when my heart feels heavy and sometimes, you know, it's like, what do we do? Do we just turn off the news and then feel guilty for being able to turn off the news because it's not affecting us over here, but we need to stay informed? Like, what's the balance of that? And, and I do think there is a healthy balance, of course. Uh, I shouldn't say obviously, but like the first thing is to pray. Prayer does change things. And I was so thankful. I'm going to say it wrong, but the Le Levitico or Le Leticio, it's this practice of like how you go through prayer. And there's a longer name for it. I remember I've done it a couple times, but... Oh, I'll link it, you know, like what the actual practice is, like the name, but this app, it's like Levito Daily, 
if I want to, if I'm saying that right, let's see, Leticio 365. And I know it's from this other practice I've done before. So let's see, let's see about, oh yeah. Okay. So it's Letiso, Letiso Divina. So their daily devotions, this app, Letiso 365. I know I'm saying it totally wrong, but bear with me. But their daily devotions inspired by this one practice, Letio Divina, Divina Divina, a way of meditating on the Bible that's been used by Christians for centuries. Each day we read the same passage twice and come expectant that God will speak through it. Join us for 10 minutes every morning to pray, then it's an acronym, P to pause, to be still, R rejoice with a psalm and reflect on the Bible, A ask God to help us and others, and Y yield to his will in our lives. And then they have like the night prayers, you know, help you process the day and prepare for sleep. And I'm really thankful for people who share resources like this and I'd, I'd forgotten about it because I have a couple different, you know, devotional things that I do, but I believe it was Annie F. Downs. And so thank you, Annie, <laughs> for sharing that on October 10th, they kind of interrupted like the regular, you know, scheduled thing, whatever they had planned for the day. And it was a prayer for the crisis in Israel and Gaza. And it was really, really helpful. I did it a day later because I, you know, I, wanted to do it but I still went back and it really encouraged me and so I'll link that app in the show notes absolutely because it's a great resource and it's free and really just helps you guide you through the day I think then later that night I fell asleep to the night one like it because it was just so peaceful and you know filled with scripture and so it's a really it's a really great resource so I would highly recommend going back to the day October 10th and going through that prayer devotional absolutely but another resource that I'm I'm just so like thankful for the people who have made this is every moment holy and by rabbit room press they have three versions now I have versions one and version two and version three is coming out in a couple of weeks, I believe. Like it's, it's almost here. It's very soon, but you can get it for pre-order. And I, I can't wait. It's so exciting because also it's blue. Um, anyways, that's besides the point. Um, but volume one is more just like kind of encapsulating more, I don't want to say general, but it's more just like all kinds of things like they bring it down into different categories and it's really help like helpful for like almost like different like seasons of life like whatever kind of season right just like in general I don't say general life but like celebration or weddings or you know for even for Christmas like and reading a book like there's all these different things and they have some of like sadness and sorrow or death but volume two is death grief and hope and I remember, I forget what it was. It could have been COVID. I could be wrong, but it was, it was something that was, you know, escalating in, in the news and, and everything. And it was Jeremy and Audrey Roloff. And they read, when you are overwhelmed by too much information, and that's in volume one. And I give volume one 
to almost all my friends as like wedding gifts with a couple other things paired with it just because it's such a good I think resource it's like Lord what do I do when I don't know how to pray like I'm so overwhelmed I don't have the words and and that is okay like you know we see in the Bible we see in scripture like the Holy Spirit is able to intercede for us but there's also so much power in our words like the Lord knows right the Lord knows what what's on our hearts and what's in there but sometimes like you know the words are powerful and so I was just going through this because I was like I need this reminder (laughs) to cling to because it's just sometimes it's just so overwhelming you know and it's like how do we still have hope you know yeah how do we have hope when there is just evil when we we look into the world And so I have a couple different liturgies that I pulled out and I'll link the other ones below, just like the titles of them and the page numbers if you have the book. And if you don't, you can like go download the actual like PDF. Some you have to pay for, some are free, which highly recommend taking advantage of the free ones, but it's definitely worth it to, to purchase. But this one is on page 13 and it is a liturgy for a time of widespread suffering. Now, I've only skimmed it a little bit, but I would like to read it just because I know it encourages me. It helps me recenter my heart and my mind to the gospel and especially just a place where, I mean, it, yeah, it's just, it, it just breaks your heart. And so a liturgy, there's different sections where it goes leader, people, leader, people, and you won't be able to tell because it's just me and it's kind of long, but I think it's worth it just to remember and to be encouraged. And so it's going to be long and I'm going to have some pauses, but I just feel compelled to and just to, to cling to hope, cling to the hope of Jesus. So here we go. Christ, our King. Our world is overtaken by unexpected calamity and by a host of attending fears, worries, and insecurities. We witness suffering, confusion, and hardship multiplied around us, and we find ourselves swept up in these same anxieties and troubles dismayed by so many uncertainties. Now we turn to you, O God, in this season of our common distress. Be merciful, O Christ, to those who suffer, to those who worry, to those who grieve, to those who are threatened or harmed in any way by this upheaval. Let your holy compassions be active throughout the world even now, tending the afflicted, comforting the brokenhearted, and bringing hope to many who are hopeless. Use even these hardships to woo our hearts nearer to you, O God. Indeed, O Father, many these days of disquiet become a catalyst for conviction and repentance for the tendering of our afflictions, for the stirring of our sympathies, for the refining of our love. We are your people who are called by you. We need not be troubled or alarmed. Indeed, O Lord, 
Let us love now more fearlessly, remembering that you created us and appointed us to live in these very places in the midst of these unsettled times. It is no surprise to you that we are here now, sharing in this turmoil along with the rest of our society, for you have called your children to live as salt and light among the nations, praying and laboring for the flourishing of the communities where we dwell, acting as agents of your forgiveness, salvation, healing, reconciliation, and hope in the very midst of an often troubled world. And in these holy vocations, you have not left us helpless, O Lord, because you have not left us at all. Your spirit remains among us. Inhabit now your church, O spirit of the risen Christ. Unite and equip your people for the work before them. Father, empower your children to live as your children. In times of distress, let us respond, not at those who would instinctively entrench for our own self-preservation, but rather as those who, in imitation of their Lord, would move in humble obedience toward the needs and hurts of their neighborhoods and communities. You are not ashamed to share in our sufferings, Jesus. Let us now be willing to share in yours, serving as your visible witnesses in this broken world. Hear now these words, you children of God, and greatly be encouraged. Isaiah 25, 7-9 through 9. And he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, and the reproach of his people will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken, it will be said on that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him, that he might save us. This is the Lord, we have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. The Lord's throne in heaven is yet occupied. His rule is eternal, and his good purposes on earth will be forever accomplished. So we need never be swayed by the brief and passing panics of this age. You are the king of ages, O Christ, and history is held in your Father's hands. We, your people, know the good and glorious end of this story. Our heavenly hope is secure in this time of widespread suffering. Then let us rest afresh in the surpassing peace of that vision, that your whole church on earth might be liberated to love more generously and sacrificially. Now labor in and through us, O Lord, extending and multiplying the many expressions of your mercy. Amen. That encouraged me more than I knew and more than I needed. I, I knew that I needed. 
but I'm hopeful where that one part, we know the end of this story, the glorious end of the story. And Dr. Randall Smith, Randy Smith, our guide, he posted some encouraging words on Facebook and he just had that same reminder. I remember reading those words and being deeply encouraged as well, where it's like, we know the end of the story, Jesus wins. He came and he taught this revelation workshop at the vineyard that I attended at church. And holy cow, Revelation is just a powerful book. And man, it just reminded me of everything we studied in, in that two-day seminar. But yeah, we know the end of the story. Jesus wins. And we have a hope so sure and so steadfast. We still have the mission for the whole world to know the gospel of Jesus. And while I am thankful for the freedoms that we have in this country and just the ability to start so many things in this world, you know, we, we just have so much potential and privilege, and I don't want to take that for granted at all. But I still look at the world and even my neighborhood and just the places around us, and we still have a lot more work to do. And it, I mean, it does bring me back, you know, to that history of even how, how and why to start something like this, where a lot of other people are doing it, and they're doing it really well. And I, I think that's the encouraging thing. It's like if God has given you something to, to spread the gospel, to share his love, then, then, then yeah, go and do it, even if it's the same thing. Like, that's the bigger mission is the gospel. And it was last year I went down to Kentucky to help with the Dawson Springs tornado relief. It was the second trip that, that the vineyard was taking at the time. And that was a powerful trip. Just practically being able to be, to be a team who brought peace and hope to carry that wherever we went. And I, I was so encouraged And then I was just like, Lord, I want to do more. Like, I want to do more. And so I just remember signing up for this class. Thank you, TJ. And listening to the lessons that were recorded and uploaded from Zoom because I couldn't participate because of that trip. So I still participated, but just didn't, wasn't able to join online, you know, live. But I'm so thankful that I was equipped with more of the tools to do something like this, to share Jesus with people, hopefully to change my city, to be that city on a hill.
And I just remember sitting on the couch in like the little kind of den area, almost like a hangout room, and just trying to come up with names and ideas and just designs that reflected or encapsulated like, why do we go? Why do we share the gospel? What is the purpose of this call? Like, why do we go on mission trips? Why do we follow Jesus? And that's what it goes back to. And remember, you know, just asking for wisdom and advice from different friends and my dad, just trusted people in my life where it's like, hey, what about this? What about this? And I'm so glad we landed on gentle and lowly. Co. From Mark 10, 45. For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but he came to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. And another year from now, I want to obviously continue following Jesus, but look more like him, where I'm serving more like him. And my life isn't on my own. It's dedicated, radical service for others. And while there are so many things I'm excited for and the conversations we'll get to have, you know, with people and, and why being sent, why go, you know, why stay, you know, when it's hard. Like, there, there's so many things and... I'm excited for what I believe God is putting on my heart and the ways he wants to grow this, this company, you know, it is a business, but like also it's a ministry. Like I think about all the people, like there's just so much joy of the people I got to meet over this summer. And that's why we're still good. Like that's why we're still doing markets. And I'm so excited to go to Holland next weekend and to be with with new friends you know with new sisters it's a woman's conference so sisters and brothers but like primarily primarily so many sisters in christ like i just get to become their friend because we know whose we are and i'm so excited just to be with other believers and to encourage and to spur on and i met just so many incredible people throughout the summer and if I didn't take that step of faith to be bold and to do that with the Lord's help, obviously, and, and with other people behind the scenes, if I didn't do that, I would have been the exact same person <laughs> I was a year ago. And the Lord calls us higher. Yeah. So I know it's, it's, it's a heavy week and don't think any, I don't take anything lightly, any of the happies, and, you know, there's, there's always other crappies behind the scenes, but that, that's the one that just feels, feels heavy this week, and while I'm really thankful that you're listening to this episode, my, my biggest prayer is that, like, I hope it encourages you, I'll always, I, I feel like I always say that, but even more so than that, like, I pray that you know Jesus. Like, hopefully you already do if you're here, but if you don't know him, I really, truly pray that you do know him. You know, like, 
God wants a relationship with you. And you and I are so sinful. Like, I am <laughs> not. I'm far beyond perfect. And Jesus came. God sent his perfect son to earth through the Holy Spirit to come and restore the relationship between mankind. Jesus paid the penalty for sin, which is death. He paid for my sin, past, present, future. He paid for your sin. And if you want a relationship with Jesus, all you have to do is ask him. Pray to him. Accept him as your savior, Lord over your life. Admit you are a sinner. Ask him to come into your life, into your heart, and to change you. And it's going to be a journey. It will be. But he will be with you. Yeah. He came down, suffered this torturous death that you and I both deserve. So much. took on all sin for mankind, died, was dead for three days, and gloriously and miraculously rose three days later, defeating and conquering death forever. Period. Forever. With the nails in his hands and the wound, the spear, you know, stabbed through his side. He had those scars and the the nail marks in his feet, he rose from the grave. And our purpose is to know him, to love him, and to make him known, and to eventually be reunited fully and wholly with him, just as God created back in the garden, the Garden of Eden. To walk with him. So, I really hope you know Jesus and, and if you don't, I hope that you just did pray that prayer and now you know Jesus. Or if you still have questions, you want to know more about who this man is, just send an email at hello at gentlelowly.co. And I'd be happy to share with you more of who he is or to send you a Bible and share, you know, have, have his story be shared <laughs> in that way as well. So I'm genuinely so thankful that you've listened to this episode. I really hope that that, that prayer was encouraging. And again, it was a liturgy for a time of widespread suffering. Every Moment Holy, volume two, page 13. I'll link a couple more down. Just have them referenced if you have that book. And if not, and if you want to get it, um, it could really help guide your heart as I know it, it guides my heart as well. So thank you for being here. And again, seriously, thank you for listening so much. I'll be praying you have a wonderful week. And until next time, continue to carry the gentle love of Jesus wherever you are.